You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. What's up? Welcome in. This is Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. The gold standard of podcasts recorded in Chicago that end in ITY featuring three friends and a random guy. That's My right. name is Neil. I think a, a collective shudder just went through the audience as you disrupted the traditional intro. <laughs> disrupted the flow. And I, actually, I also meant to say three three guys and their friend. That's what three fun say. guys. Three fun guys and their friend. Yeah. All right. Well... I don't think I'll redo the intro, but... Three fun guys. A shiitake, a portobello, <laughs> and a button. A button? What is it? Button mushroom. What's a button mushroom? I don't know. It's just a nasty white mushroom. Like one that looks like it's a button? I guess. Okay. Right? Jeff? Culinarily, at least. That was Ken. Jeff, anything about button mushrooms? I don't know much about button mushrooms. You know a lot about butt mushrooms, though, if you know what I mean. What does right? that mean? Nobody knows what you mean. I don't either, but a uh, butt mushroom is very, very acidic and very poisonous. So if you ever get a butt mushroom, you're going to be going on a trip of a lifetime. Is that the one from Phantom Thread? That is the one from Phantom Thread. Speaking of Phantom Thread, uh, Matt isn't here today. Uh, he actually uh, went to a hotel. It's a, a full-service bed and breakfast where they slowly kill you with food uh, just so that you you get that mother... A sweet, ex- slow exhilaration. Yes. Of <laughs> And of poisoning. A, a big fed to Of death. a gentle poisoning. And every time Matt wakes up in the morning, uh, a clerk comes in and he goes, I, I'm not ready for a confrontation this morning. <laughs> uh, so Matt isn't here today. So it's just me, Jeff, and Ken. Uh, and it's going to be uh, an unprecedented episode. We haven't had a, a fatal three-way, three-for-all, whatever you want to call it, in a very long time. It used to be our old standby here on Triviality, but we need hosts for that. I believe the fatal three-way made uh, headlines in Florida. I think it did. That's, I think that's where that's coming from. Okay. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, but we need special hosts for that. And uh, we have uh, two friends of the podcast who've been on the show before um, representing some other podcasts. But today they're here to uh, advertise a really great podcast that they started uh, that I'll let them talk about. Uh, but let's start with uh, Eric Eid. How are you today? I, I see that your screen name here is I Hate Josh Allen, which uh, if you don't know Eric Eid, you know that that is the truth. How are you today? I'm tired, um, but I'm always tired, but more so today because kids yep don't have kids but yeah kids everything was set aside ready to go i was going to be here on time and then stuff happened it's understandable it's okay <laughs> well thank you for joining us today um you were here i think last time representing the benchwarmers trivia podcast 
yes, Josh hosted a game that I played. I don't remember the outcome of that, but I, uh, I think I was I was with Ken for that, and that was it was fun. But I don't remember what happened. <laughs> well, I, if you're with me, you probably lost. <laughs> no, I actually think you guys beat us, if I remember right. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember, but uh, yeah, welcome back, Eric. Uh, thank you for also being a fellow uh, Collingwood Magpie supporter. So uh, representing the Magpies in the house. Um, and the other host today uh, is also a Collingwood Magpie supporter, but more importantly, uh, he has a great podcast, uh, the Hollywood Cast Connection, if you haven't heard it yet, and he's going to be here along with Eric representing a new podcast, and that is Sam Carr. How are you, Sam? Doing good. Good to see everybody. Thanks for having me back. Good to see you. Um, so for people who uh, don't remember your appearance, when I think we had a groundbreaking tie that we had to fix, uh, <laughs> what's been going on in your world? <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, that was a fun one. Um, not a whole lot. Just living life through this insane world, like the rest of us. Um, and we living still... la vida loca, if you will. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. Um... <laughs> Upside inside out. Yep. Uh, taking our clothes off and going dancing in the rain, etc. Um, <laughs> yeah, we still got the Hollywood cast connection going strong over there, Paul and I. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to be here with Eric um, since he and I have started the new venture. Um, and I'll let him tell you a little bit about what it is and how it's going to play into today's game. So I was sitting in, on my lawnmower mowing lawn and this came to me. I'm sure it's been done a hundred times before, but I figured, hey, let's let's form a, uh, a super podcast, um, kind of like the damn Yankees. So I figured Sam and I could join forces and start something um, just ranking just stuff, everything, anything. You name it, we'll probably rank it and just either a top five, top ten. What is the name of the podcast? Oh, yeah, we should probably started? say that, huh? <laughs> it's, <laughs> uh, it's the Priority List Podcast. Um, we have the the hottest takes with the lowest, absolute lowest stakes. Yeah, Neil's been on um, an episode that we did about movies from the year that we graduated, and that was a really good time. We've had a couple of other guests, and uh, it's, just a, it's just a fun, random, hour-ish long hang every week. Um, and if you're needing something to... Fill some time on your lunch break or your drive. Uh, check us out. Thank you guys for joining us today. You, you wrote today's game, and I think it's on theme with the the podcast. Is that right, Eric? Yeah, Sam had the idea to do um, – we each did 10 questions. Um, each question we did is based off one of our episodes, loosely based. So you'll see how, the, how that goes. So we took our – our first 10 episodes and we assigned questions to them, but then we also took like trivial pursuit categories and we randomized them and assigned those to those, um, to those episode titles. So you may get an SNL question about science and nature or something, but uh, it's going to be fun. Awesome. Um, well, yeah, we'll play, uh, against each other here, uh, like, like an old school game. Uh, but in order to do that, we have to hear the rules. So, uh, Sam and Eric, any preference on the rules read? Darren Marlar. Darren Marlar, great choice. All right, Darren, take it away. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. On balance, off balance, doesn't matter. I'm better than you are. Yeah. Classic. Classic game, classic host. Classic. Classic rules read. Um, awesome. So we're not going to do team names, right? Because, I mean, it's just us. Nope. 
Yeah, no need to. I will be Team Jeff. Team Jeff. <laughs> I'll be Team Ken, and Ken, you'll be Team Neil. That's very confusing. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so feel free to take it away, guys. We're ready to play. So uh, we're going to start with question one, and it's in the category Saturday Night Live Geography. So nine Saturday, Saturday Night Live cast members come from north of the wall in Canada, including the UK. There are seven other, other countries represented by SNL cast members. Name three. Here are some hints for some of those seven countries. Men at Work, Kiwi, Maui Statues, Flock of Seagulls, Vending Machines. I'm always locked in right away. But... As am I. Oh, you already locked in. Okay. So I guess there wasn't a lot of talking out. I'll go first. Um, I, I, I got the Men at Work clue there, which I believe is Australian. So that's my first guess. Uh, Kiwi, New Zealand. And I don't think this is one of the clues, but I think Nassim Padrad, um, who's been in a lot of stuff, she does a great um, Aziz Ansari impression. And I, she was uh, Jake Peralta's sister on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I believe she's from or was born in Iran. So those are my three guesses. That's a good guess. Um, I, too, went Australia and New Zealand for the men at work and Kiwis. Uh, but I chose the vending machine clue. And I said Japan because there's more vending machines there than pretty much anywhere else. I don't know if that's where they were I invented. Can't, I can't put my finger on a cast member, though. I can't um, either. But, but I, too, said Australia, New Zealand, New Zealand, and then I just threw it into Mexico. Okay, so we'll start with Australia and New Zealand, both correct right off the back. That was the men at work and the Kiwi. Um, Bowen Yang and Pamela Stevenson are the two from there. Mm. Um, Japan is also correct. Um, that's Shashir Zameda. Um, what no one said was Italy um, and oh, Chile. Okay. And the final one, which was the clue, Flock of Seagulls, and I was just being stupid, um, it's Iran. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you're totally right. <laughs> On to question two, which is candy bar history. Created by Joseph Fry and his son in 1866, what candy bar consists of chocolate and cream with a very generic name, has the distinction of being the oldest candy candy bar still in production? Uh, I'm going to lock in so Jeff can talk out loud. Chocolate and cream? Is that really all I'm looking for here? And I can't come up with anything? Boy, I don't know. Uh, Jeff's out. I will make a joke about uh, the classic taste of Charleston Chew. Hmm. <laughs> I think your joke is correct. Charleston Chew. Oh, you think it's Charleston Chew as well? I think so. Oh, man. I Oh, that makes sense with Charleston because that's such an old dance. I, I remember you guys talking about like either Payday, Baby Ruth, or... Uh, 100 grand was like really old um and i didn't even think of charleston chew but i said uh payday all right so unfortunately no one's getting points um js fry and son was purchased by cadbury in 1919 but their original candy oh. bar with the very generic name is the chocolate cream bar oh mm -hmm. <laughs> wonder what's Man. in that <laughs> <laughs> all right on to question three which is discontinued animals was weird that that randomized together but all right um <laughs> i believe the word is extinct <laughs> correct <laughs> the episode the is discontinued and the randomizer gave me animals so there we go <laughs> um, growing up in the 90s transformers were the hot toy unless you had my mother um she didn't know any better <laughs> that's fine so i had GoBots. i was told repeatedly they were just as good what is what virtual pet was the GoBot to Tamagotchi, the popular handheld digital pet? You can lock in on that one. 
So we're looking for the Tamagotchi is the end all be all. Right. In digital pets. Yeah. Right. And then this is the this is the your <laughs> version. The off-brand. Correct. I can I can lock in if Jeff wants to talk. Um because I had this one. I had the bad one. Pocket pets? I'm trying to remember. It's gotta be something stupid like that. I'm just gonna say pocket pets. That's that's what <laughs> that's what you give yourself discreetly. <laughs> Uh, I couldn't remember. I just said uh, it was the uh, the Furby, which I enjoyed. Uh, Nano pets. Nano pets. That's right. All right. So there's two technically answers on this. Um, one was a Giga pet, um, and the other one was Nano pet. Yay. Nano pet. I knew it had pet in the name. I had the Nano pet. You didn't. I remember when that that digital dog came out <laughs> that would like bark and you pet. Do you remember the, the robot? Oh, like the Sony oh, yeah, robot. Yeah. Sharper that was image a big thing. Deal. <laughs> yeah, I remember they had the commercials like all the kids wanted their digital dog, but yeah, robotic dog, not digital. But, but nobody wanted to feed it. Am I right? <laughs> okay, brings us to question four, which is pickled people. <laughs> I'd eat it. It's not vegan. As long as it's pickled, I'll eat it. <laughs> so you'd eat pickled human? Yeah. All right. But technically, you do eat human all the time, like parts of your own mouth bits. So. <laughs> I guess that doesn't qualify as being non-vegan. <laughs> Four questions in Jeff B and Jeff already. Love it. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> the United States loves their pickles. The majority of the U.S. households buy a new jar every 53 days. In pounds, how many pickles does the average American eat in one year? And I'll accept any answer within one. In a year. <laughs> pounds of pickles. I'm going to do math. I will get it very wrong, but I'm going to try some math. <laughs> Okay, I'm locked in as well. All right, so I'm trying to math this one. So, like, well, no, if the if the average household, right, which I'm assuming is like 2.3 people or something like that, or maybe three people, I don't know, buys it every 53 days. That means they're Jeff managed it. to make a question about pickles <laughs> not fun. <laughs> Fine, I'll just go off the gut, and I'm going to say that in a year, the average person eats six pounds of pickles. Very good. That's yeah. how you answer a question. I actually said 6.5. <laughs> I said eight. Because you always get a pickle. You always get a pickle on the plate. That's a lot of pickles. All right. So the correct answer is nine pounds of pickles. Nice. So I get points. Right? So Ken gets yeah. some points yeah, with his a pound. eight. Yes. Wow. I said 11 initially. I've I'm had glad like, I dropped a date. I've had like four pickles this year. So I don't know how, how many you, people. You figure if somebody that goes to like a Sam's Club or a BJ's, they buy that giant jar of pickles, and that's like 40 pounds right there. So, I mean, that really skews the go. average. That's one. <laughs> Question number five, which is NFL logos in movies. Mm. The movie Draft Day starring Kevin Costner is about the life of a fictional GM leading up to the NFL draft. Costner plays Sonny Weaver Jr., the GM of what real NFL team with one of the greatest helmets in NFL history? I can lock that in. I enjoy that movie quite a bit. I'm going to lock in also. Trying to think of a great helmet. Old Pat's helmets are pretty great. I'm gonna say Patriots. Oh, they're they're mocking us. No, I'm no, no, in protest no. of this. <laughs> he genuinely thinks this is a great helmet, and I am way on the opposite end of the spectrum. I mean, the coolest helmet, the only helmet that's worth like writing home about, is the Bengals helmet. Heck right? yeah, that's correct. That's not bad. <laughs> yeah, that is the correct. That's that's a correct statement. I don't know if that's the correct answer to this right. question, but that's the correct statement. <laughs> Maybe it's the Rams. You know, you know. I know the answer. Yeah. Right, or, oh, it? I thought you were saying that you like. I said Bengals. Oh, I thought you just meant in real life. You thought the Bengals helmet was great. 
That's your I answer. I do, though. and that's also my answer. Right. Oh, I see. What okay. else do I have to go off of on here? That's on true. This question? Uh, you haven't seen the movie? No. Oh, okay. Um, it's about football. Well, um, Kevin Costner was the GM of a team that would go on. In it's the not year. even about football. It's about football business. It is about football. There's no There's no way I'm watching that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie. Um, uh, anyway, he, he's the GM of a football team that would go on to play the Bears in 2021 and let uh, their young quarterback get sacked more than seven times. I'm going to go Cleveland Browns. He was the general manager of the Cleveland Browns, the greatest helmet. So they were mocking us because no. the helmets are I, terrible. I did not have anything to do There's with that There's nothing to say about those helmets. That helmet They're sucks. not even brown. They're, They're not orange. even brown. <laughs> this is exact conversation. That's the only thing already. to say about them. <laughs> There's nothing to say about those helmets. There's... Yeah. There's nothing. The, it's moot. The audacity to you know what? make an orange helmet. They do have a, blue, a black and white stripe down the middle, I think, right? Or something now. You know what their What'd team logo is? It's a picture of those stupid helmets. That's the whole <laughs> Brownie the logo. Elf. Yeah. Yeah, well, they do have Brownie the Elf, which is they should have put on their helmet. Yeah, why not? Um, well, uh, after that question and, and learning that Sam Carr's favorite helmet is the Browns helmet, it looks like Ken and Neil are tied at 20, and Jeff has 10 after five. Question six is Sam's in TV. Fictional character Sam Anders is the best friend of what title character who tried but definitely left some things unexplained? Oh, yeah, I know this one. Sam Anders. That's not That's ringing great. a bell. What the migraine medicine, Neil, is getting to you. It is, yeah. What character explains stuff? Uh, oh, ah. The guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Clarissa explains it all. There Thank you, you. Yeah, we said, I, I'm assuming you said it too, because I said Clarissa from yes, Clarissa explains yes, it yes, all. Yes. There it is. It's getting easier. Thank God. Right. <laughs> Points all around. Neil, let, let me think about this. <laughs> well, Jeff just said the uh, science guy, and Neil was like, oh, yeah. I was like, don't go that way. <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, no, the migraine medicine is making, as soon as I heard your question, when you said Sam Anders, my mind immediately went to filmmaker Wim Wenders, and that's where my head went. So. <laughs> See, I was thinking Sam was the best friend in iCarly, but I was like, I don't remember her last name. Yeah. <laughs> Big iCarly fan over here, Jeff. All right, question seven, which is origins, slang, history. These creatures were once considered highly sacred in Thailand. The animal even graced the national flag until 1917 but they were also wielded as a subtle form of punishment. According to legend, if an underling or rival angered a Siamese king, the royal might present it as a gift to an unfortunate man. Today, it usually refers to a useless possession. I have like a guess based on your clue. I think it, I don't think it's a creature of any sort, but I'll lock in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. I'm locked a in. A useless possession is a trinket. Uh, yeah, don't don't put things in my head. Yeah, I, 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 it's not popping into my brain, though, so I'm going to go ahead and let you guys say it. My guess would be that maybe it's an elephant, like a oh. white elephant. Mm. That's a really good uh, but I don't know. reasoning there, Jeff. I, I just thought it was, uh, I think some people call those useless things tchotchkes, so I said tchotchke. All right, so one gentleman getting points. It's a white elephant. Mm. There you go. Very good. Good job. Well-reasoned. Thank you. All right, on to question eight, which is hip-hop and science. And uh, this took forever <laughs> to write. Yeah, it did not work out. All right, um, so what we did for this question is I'm going to list some elements on the periodic table, attempting to spell the name of a hip-hop artist. Mm -hmm. Some of the letters may be missing from the, the artist's name, but from what you have, you have to piece a name together to either give me the rapper's name Actually, no, I'm going to need the rapper's name. 
So we have cobalt, radon, hydrogen, yit, is it yttrium, mm-hmm. neon, and sulfur. So I'll even give, now that I think of it, look at it, I'll give a hint that the first name ends after radon. Oh, yeah, radon. Okay, yeah. so the cobalt and radon is spelling the first name with missing letters, and then the rest are spelling the last name. So here we have two categories that I'm probably not good at combined. <laughs> right. So I'm going to... I'm going to tap. But when you add them together, is it like nope. the product of nope. the multi? Okay. Nope. <laughs> it's just More getting math. worse. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. I'm going to lock in. Okay. Um, well, I have CO for cobalt and RA for radon. So, or RN for radon? I don't actually know now. I think it's RN for radon. Let me fix that. That's what I wrote, so hopefully that was correct. So, um, and then I have H for hydrogen, Y for um, yttrium. yttrium, yttrium, yeah, and then NES. So I have corn, Heinz so far. Um, it's a new recipe make a cream for came that. up with. Corn Heinz. <laughs> it's ketchup and sweet corn. Ooh, that sounds mixed cool. together and heated in a, in a pot. That sounds really bad. Yes. I don't. I can't come up with a name. It's not Conrad Heinz, Cora. I don't know. Corn Heinz is what I'm talking <laughs> in with. <laughs> Little Corn Heinz. I couldn't come up with a, a proper name, so uh, I, I just said Notorious B.I.G. I'm out. All right. Um, so cobalt CO radon is RN hydrogen H yttrium Y NES right. Um, and if you watch. The only reason I wrote this is because I saw a Burger King commercial over the last week. Um, and now they're doing the thing where they name meals after famous people. So yep. this is Cornell Haynes Jr. Oh. Which is Nelly. Oh, okay. And you can get his meal at News Burger to King. to me. Now, does the the meal come with a Band-Aid as well? Yeah. <laughs> That's the as toy. Most, <laughs> as most meals at Burger King do. <laughs> Gross. Among other things that it comes with. (laughs) Question number nine is, which kind of is what I already did for what question five, is movies from 1999 and sports. One of my favorite sports movies of all time is Mystery Alaska. It has a great cast, including Russell Crowe, Burt Reynolds, and Mary McCormick, and what actor who is known for his voice acting and appeared in another 1999 movie with mystery in the title. Locked in. Um, locked in. It's an actor question. I'm, I don't know. Um, mystery. Something mystery. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Uh, Hank Azaria, because I keep trying to get my friends to watch this movie because I've never seen it. And I've seen the cast list many a time, but never the movie. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this movie. I put Hank Azaria. Which movie? Mystery, mystery Alaska. Alaska. Ah. <laughs> and the other mystery is Mystery Men. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yes. Um, both Ken and Neil getting their points. The correct answer, Hank Azaria. Question 10 is villains in art. What French post-impressionist artist, unappreciated until after his death, is recognized for his experimental use of color? He is also known for performing in Arik on another artist and after doing some research for this question I learned that he infected several women and some children with syphilis yikes whoa 
And what was that word you said? A rictolectomy? A rictolectomy. A rictolectomy. Did you say you did an auriculectomy on another artist? Correct. Okay, I'm locked in. Was this uh, Vincent? Or well, I guess it would be Paul Cezanne, apparently, who removed his ear. Is that the deal? Aura. Was oh, that a story? I didn't know that. Am I thinking of this correctly? The old Cezanne syphilis <laughs> is what it was called back in the day. If if I'm thinking about removing another artist's something, I'm thinking about Paul Cezanne and Vincent Van Gogh. So I'll guess Cezanne. I didn't know that story. Um, I had no idea. I just thought maybe you know George Seurat, maybe he got dabbled in syphilis. So I thought it was Gogan. Mm. Gogan. No. Or oh yeah, G A U G I N. Gogan. I, I guess. Mm. That was uh, Oscar Isaac in that movie, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm going with him. Could be Gogan. All right, so he had three young brides under the age of 15, which he gave all syphilis. Um, That's not great. It's uh, Paul Gauguin. Wow. Oh, it is Gauguin. Good poll. Yeah. We're talking about... Thank uh, you, Oscar Isaac. Look forward to seeing you in Dune. We are talking about, uh, you know, the ear, yeah? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. It uh, looks like Ken has uh, 50 points and is currently in the lead. Uh, I'm in second with 40 points, and Jeff is in third, narrowly behind me with 30. I've said this to a few uh, benchwarmers that my favorite form of trivia is spoken lyrics to a song. Um, it's infuriating, and I hate it, but love it at the same time. So that's what I'm doing. But except we're doing TV theme shows instead. Number one, well, then there must be some magic clue inside these gentle walls. Because all I see is a tower of dreams, real love bursting out of every seam. <laughs> this is so frustrating already. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, there were times when I lost a dream or two, found the trail, and at the end was you. There's a path you take and a path not taken. The choice is up to you, my friend. Number three, I begged and pleaded with her the other day, but she packed my suitcase and sent me on my way. She gave me a kiss, and then she gave me my ticket. I put on my Walkman, and I said I might as well kick it. Number four, driving in my car, living like a star, ice on my fingers and my toes, and I'm a Taurus. <laughs> Are you sure that one was right? <laughs> I take it back. I hate this category. <laughs> <laughs> Number five. When you drop kicked your jacket as you walked through the door, no one glared. But sometimes things get turned around and no one's spared. Number six, but I don't care because all I want to do is cash my check and drive right home to you. Because baby, all my life, I will be driving home to you. Number seven. Kind of sad that I got that one. And I'm a, and <laughs> number seven. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegged. Number eight, we run, we jump, we swim and play, we row and go on trips. But the thing that lasts forever are our dear friendships. You ever notice how stupid lyrics sound when they're spoken? <laughs> yeah, they, they do sound Which crazy. number was that? That was eight. Eric? Okay. Number nine. And any aspiring lyr lyricists out there, when you're writing your lyrics, speak them out loud and then see if they're good or not. Because if they're good, they should still sound good. Oh, it doesn't get any better. All right. Number nine. <laughs> Got kind of tired packing and unpacking. Town to town, up and down, 
the dial maybe you and me were never meant to be. Just maybe think of me once in a while. And number 10, my favorite one. Dashing and daring, courageous and caring, faithful and friendly with stories to share. All through the forest, they sing out in chorus, marching along as their song fills the air. Paw Patrol. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't well, know if that's true, but I will I, guess it. I think I got three of these. I and, think I got uh, two. I guess on two others, and then I'm, I'm out. I'm good. So we're, you know, we're going to take a couple minutes, see how we do on this. We'll be back. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we have thought about these theme songs. Not too hard, but just the right amount of hard, and we are back. Let's get the uh, questions one more time. All right. So number one, we have, well, then there must be some magic clue inside these gentle walls, because all I see is Tower of Dreams, real love bursting out of every seam. I'm seeing in every Days scene. go by. It's the greater love of a family. Yeah. yeah. I think that was Family Matters. I right? would think so. I'm seeing Jaleel White every time I hear that in my head. So I said Family Matters. I also said Family Matters. All right, everyone's getting it. It's Family Matters. I mean, it's a Chicago show. Great show. How could you not? So that was the first question. I was feeling good, and then... I know, and then by four, I was like, this is pointless. <laughs> All right, number two. There were times when I lost a dream or two, found the trail, and at the end was you. There's a path you take and a path not taken. The choice is up to you, my friend. I went Saved by the Bell. I'm going to say Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> I went with The Wire. The wire. <laughs> the wire is a jingle. I mean, they did do like five different ones, didn't they? Oh, it was just the same song, but different styles or something. So if I, I list uh, Mona, Angela, Jonathan, Sam, and Tony. Oh my God, it's who's the boss. <laughs> it's who's the boss. Wow. It is who's the boss. All right, number three. I begged and pleaded for her the other day. Say by the bell. But she packed my suitcase and sent me on my way. She gave me a kiss, and then she gave me my ticket. I put on my Walkman and said, I might as well kick it. Saved by the bell. 
Yeah, I said welcome back, Cotter. <laughs> Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And it is the Fresh Prince of Bel Air extended. What? Extended the actual oh, full. Oh, that's a cheat. That's a cheat. Oh, oh they did yeah, it on the first couple I don't like that. Yeah. Dirty pool. All right, number four, my favorite one. Driving in my car, living like a star, ice on my fingers and my toes, and I'm a Taurus. <laughs> Say by the bell. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, keeping up with the Kardashians. They had to have a theme song, right? Money, 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 money. I think uh, I think this is Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Neil hitting it out of the park. It is Meatwad Aqua Teen Hunger Force. What? Number five. When you drop kicked your jacket as you came through the door, no one glared. But sometimes things get turned around and no one's spared. In my best Meatwad voice. Saved by the bell. <laughs> yeah, I said uh, cheers. Uh, this one, I hope Matt is proud of me. He's not here, but this is a Matt question. Uh, I knew this one from watching this as a kid. I believe it is Mr. Belvedere. Neil, again, correct wow. with Mr. Belvedere. <sighs> Numbers. I know. There's so much hatred right now. <laughs> what is in this man's head? <laughs> Numbers. Mr. Belvedere theme song. <laughs> Number six. We already know Ken's got this. All right. But I don't care because all I want to do is cash my check and drive right home to you. Because, baby, all my life I will be driving home to you. King of Queens. I said Dawson's Creek. <laughs> I said Nip Tuck. <laughs> <laughs> it is King of Queens and Nip Tuck. It's actually they had the same theme song. <laughs> Another show that Doug Heffernan appeared on. Yes. Because Kevin James was the, the UPS delivery driver of the parts that they did the plastic surgery on. There's that weird crossover season after he moved to Beverly Hills. Or were they in Florida, Miami? I can't remember. I can't remember. Miami, I think. Miami, yeah. yeah. He just Doug, accidentally Doug walks comes into, into the operating the, room and then can't get He out. walks in and then the audience applauds. <laughs> I've got your boobs. <laughs> Number <Great>. seven. <laughs> and maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegged. Ha <laughs> uh, ha. Fraser. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, I didn't have anything for this one. I, not even like a guess. Yep. Is it tossed salad and scrambled <laughs> eggs, right? It is. Is that what it, it is, is, really? It is tossed salad and scrambled eggs. Okay. I thought I was wrong. But no, yeah, I've said Fraser. Number eight. We run, we jump, we swim and play, we row and go on trips. But the things that last forever are our dear friendships. Oh, I thought you said our high school trips, which is why I said Saved by the Bell. See, I said Golden Girls. <laughs> I don't know if there's a character named Donkey Lips on Golden Girls, but uh, this is a, a show I watch as a kid all the time. Salute Your Shorts. This is right in Neil's wheelhouse. This is a game. Holy crap, Salute that is your Salute Your Shorts. <laughs> That's sad. I should have gotten that one. Number nine. Got kind of tired packing and unpacking. Town to town, up and down the dial. Maybe you and me were never meant to be. Just maybe. Think of me once in a while. I think this is part of that. I don't want to be anything other than what. So I said uh, One Tree Hill. But that's yeah. not right. No, I said uh, Three's Company. Mm. I said Breaking Bad. <laughs> this, this is the oldest one I went to, and I've never heard the song. I just need an old one to cover everything. So I was in all 80s, 90s, and 2000s. And Oh, and you didn't go with Andy Griffith. Down by the old watering hole. Fine. There's lyrics. See how that? it goes. 
like my childhood didn't even exist. <laughs> In the sixties? In the fifties, sixties, yeah. How would you read those lyrics? Hoo 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 down to the old fishing hole no it's an actual song i don't oh, think it yeah. ever had lyrics in the part that was played right. but anyway sorry but uh the correct answer for number nine is wkrp in cincinnati oh uh, home of the famous cincinnati Bengals helmet that sam loves it's a great helmet second best i thought he liked the browns helmet yeah sam no, no. eric likes the browns i will helmet. leave jeffrey i will leave <laughs> i was i was being <laughs> no i know you were combative and churlish all right, number 10, dashing and daring, courageous and caring, faithful and friendly with stories to share. All through the forest, they sing out in chorus, marching along as their songs fill the air. I noticed that these lyrics have not a f- thing to do with the content <laughs> of the show. Um, so I said Saved by the Bell. See, originally I was going to go Thomas the Tank Engine, but I went Paw Patrol. Mm. That sounds right. Um, it made me think of Care Bears, but I, pro- I probably should have locked that it's in. probably Care Bears. I know. I should have locked that in. It makes me think of Care Bears, but I just locked in with um, The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Neil gets the best answer, best wrong answer award for the show, which is something we should do. That's a good answer. We good. should do a best Every wrong episode. answer. Yeah. I like it. N- Neil, you one you bonus were, point. You were close. It'll be called The Worsty. I was close? Not with not with Handmaid's Tale, but <laughs> With Care Bears would have been close. I apologize. Um, it's gummy. Is this it's gummy bears. Oh, okay. Bouncing to and fro and everywhere. You know what? I'm disappointed. There was no perfect strangers on here. It wasn't my original edit, and then I took it out for. I'm disappointed uh, that I only got one right. So I'll I'll grab a cool 15 points on that, bringing my total to 65. I'm gonna pick up 30 points, bringing my total to 70. I have a paltry 35. Now, Sam, are you taking over the second round? Is that correct? I am, yeah. So, uh, very same, very same topics for inspiration, but I switched the categories around a little bit. So, going into round two, kick it off with question number one. We're looking at surprisingly NFL logos and entertainment, um, and it actually is another 1999 movie question. Uh, though ballers and concussion were allowed to use NFL corporate and team logos without permission, the drug parties and irresponsible doctors in any given Sunday would have been seen as tarnishing the shield. So they came up with fictional team names. At different points in the movie, the teams from Dallas and San Francisco are shown to be dubbed the same team nickname. What team nickname do they share? Oh, I've never seen the movie, so I'll make an uneducated guess. Uh, Well, Miami is the Sharks. Um, who's the lead team with Jimmy Fox? Um, well, I'll just say right off the bat, I said the Sharks because that's all I know about that movie. <laughs> Thank God the gold rush didn't happen 20 years later. Uh, okay, I'm locked in. <laughs> or Jeff, you already say something? No, my guess would be the Lawmen. Um, I went with the Knights. It is the Knights. Knights with a K. Our next one is, um, as I mentioned earlier, Saturday Night Live and Science. Um, here we go. So in the next five years, SNL will have been on TV for 50 years. Pretty basically the Roman numeral L represents the number 50. And on the periodic table, the element with atomic number 50 is SN. What element is SN? Locked in. Hmm. I feel like this is a sneaky one, but maybe not. I'm locked in. I don't even know if selenium is a element. I don't think it is, but that's all it's coming to me. I'm going to say selenium. I too said uh, selenium. Um, well, at first I thought this was 
10, but I then I changed my mind. I don't know why I'm I'm pretty bad with the, I the think table it might be today. 10. But um, I guessed antimony. Should have stuck with your original guess. It is 10. Oh. I don't know what made me uh, second guess that, but <laughs> I originally had a clue what element is SN and not X, but uh, that would have been too easy, I think. So after L being 50. I remember SN was a sneaky one. I make jokes. <laughs> I don't know how I blew that one. <laughs> Um, excellent. All right. The next one is movies from the year I graduated and it's just a movies question. So here we go. The year I graduated was 2004, which was a huge year for sequels, um, and not a huge year for Oscar best picture nominees, uh, with none of the Oscar best picture nominees appearing in the top 20 worldwide box office spots. The number one movie money wise was Shrek two with a worldwide box office of $928 million. The number two movie, which was also a sequel, actually did better than Shrek internationally with 68% of its $795 million bank coming from foreign sales. This sequel starred Academy Award winners Gary Oldman, Emma Thompson, and Julie Christie, none of whom appeared in the first movie. All right. So for this question, I just cannot put my finger on a sequel with Gary Oldman in it that wasn't Batman. So... I can't either. And Emma Thompson, too. Mm. Two. It's got to be animated, but in that case, I wouldn't be able to peg it. So, um, Well, I knew... Plus, they're not in the first one. That's, that's I knew really Gary weird. Oldman was in Air Force One, so I said Air Force, Air Force two. two. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect answer. Uh, yeah, so this movie is from a... Or is it Air Force One, two? <laughs> this movie is from a franchise uh, that is based on a literary property that if you listen to the Benchwarmers podcast, know that is Eric Eads' favorite literary franchise of all time. Uh, I believe it is The Prisoner of Azkaban, Harry Potter. Oh, that is correct. It's Harry Potter uh, and The Prisoner of Azkaban. Stupid. Dude, I missed <laughs> a science question. Set, so. Like an yeah. easy one. So. <laughs> yep, that is the number two movie of 2004, Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh, all right, moving on to question four. We got um, Famous Sams and Geography. So here we go. This Famous Sam was a French colonist, navigator, explorer, geographer, and more. In his 20-plus trips across the Atlantic, he founded Quebec and New France and was the first European to describe the Great Lakes. He's known as the father of New France, and many places in North America still bear his name including a large lake that comprises part of the border between New York and Vermont and between those two states and Quebec. Oh, this, this, Sam? this is wonderful because I, the whole time you were reading this, I was, I had a guess and yeah. then it was confirmed later in the clue. And I was like, Oh, sweet relief. Because <laughs> when you miss 10 and like the elements are supposed to be your thing, can it'll ruin a day. Okay. So, <laughs> well, this isn't ruining my day. Cause I really have no idea, but Sam, Sam, what's that? I'll say uh, Lawrence. Ah, for the St. Lawrence Seaway. And you said it was a lake or river? It is a large lake on the border between New York and Vermont. So then I'm I'm way off. Uh, It's not the Finger Lakes. I don't think it's Sam Finger. Um, (laughs) So I don't know. I was going to say... That was my porn name, though. (laughs) It's my nickname in college. Um, I was going to say like Sam Montreal, but that doesn't make any sense. So I'll just say <laughs> Sam Hudson. I don't know. I I believe that it's like the eighth or ninth largest lake in the United States. The lake in question is like Champlain. Oh. So I believe this is Samuel Champlain or De Champlain or something like that. And I said Laurence. Yeah. 
Perfect. Jeff picking up points on that one. Samuel de Champlain is correct. De Champlain. <laughs> de Champlain. De Champlain. <laughs> Tattoo. Moving on to number five, we get another candy bar question, and we're talking about candy bars in the news. Uh, back in 2020, before the world completely fell apart, Mars Wrigley set the world record for the largest chocolate nut bar ahead of the 2020 Super Bowl with a 4,728-pound Snickers bar. Uh, but their competitors, Hershey, didn't relax or catch their breath, and two weeks later, the Reese's team unveiled a 5,943-pound one of these, containing chocolate, peanuts, caramel, peanut butter, and pretzels. What is the one with the pretzels? Oh, you said it's a... Oh, I got it. You got it. Okay. I think I know what it is. I saw this at a store, a candy store, and I was curious because I had never seen it before, but I want to say it's a Reese's take five possibly because that makes me think of your clue relax and catch your breath so i'm gonna go with take five yeah okay. this is my favorite uh dave brubeck approved candy i said take five about three listeners got that i but, got it uh, though. i got it yeah you got it because you played Jazz. i played take five yeah all right uh i too said take five i think it's because of the five ingredients right yep that's exactly it uh chocolate peanut butter caramel Chocolate, peanuts, caramel, peanut butter, and pretzels is five ingredients. Yep. It's and actually from on the... Earth, Wind, Water, Fire, and Heart. <laughs> Don't talk <laughs> about exactly Heart. But Mati. Mati gets a bad rap. Well, after uh, five, yeah. that brings me to 75. Yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm at a clean 100. You're kidding. I believe I have 45. At least uh, I'm beating 55. Jeff. <laughs> All right, moving on to number six. We were talking discontinued items uh, in sports and leisure. So that's fun. Uh, we're not talking about the Nelly meal, but we are talking about 1992. Um, back in 92, everyone's favorite fast food friend, McDonald's, introduced this special sandwich to celebrate a local hero with his very own barbecue bacon burger. Though the original was only available in Chicago and only for a limited time, the Travis Scott meal introduced in 2020 interestingly <laughs> the first celebrity meal since this 1992 jam is similar but we do miss that circular bacon what's the meal i'm gonna the, say the the big and tasty the, <laughs> the ill-fated big and tasty the mick richard j daily no, just a mayor Ooh, okay i'm gonna lock in with a joke answer i'm gonna say the mick mike because i want to be like mike mm. Michael Jordan makes sense. Um, I just don't remember the sandwich. I know the Travis Scott meal is big on TikTok. There's no um, Casimir Pulaski. I I would think not. Burger? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a shame. Um, not as good as the Burger King Jimmy Hoffa burger. Um, <laughs> um, I think 1992. Um, I would like to eat a Horace Grant burger. So that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> Extra Horace sauce, please. <laughs> And Ken, you said what? I said the big and tasty. And Jeff, yours, your answer was? The McMike. McMike. Oh, a couple of you guys are really close. It was actually the McJordan. Mm. Oh, was the name of the sandwich. Oh, I should have just said Jordan. I should have said Jordan, too. I had the right guy. <laughs> you got to have the Mick. But you gotta have yeah. the, I had to have the alliteration, Ken. <laughs> you picked up on all the clues, though. 92 Chicago hero there. So uh, Now, Sam, you're not from Illinois, obviously, from Chicago, but have you ever seen the Mr. Submarine commercial with Scottie Pippen? 
I have not. No. So Google that right now, uh, not while we're recording, but after we're done, and you'll you'll enjoy it because it has a theme song and it is ridiculous, and they should be they still play it today, even though it's old, but it's great. That sounds amazing. I'm gonna check it out. Um, but not before we finish this game. Moving on to number seven. Uh, this might be in a couple of wheelhouses. We'll see. We got pickled literature. <laughs> so the pickle in print. Um, even William Shakespeare appears to have been a votary of the vinegar. Uh, which title character told her messenger in act two, scene five, thou shalt be whipped with wire and stewed in brine, smarting in lingering pickle. Uh, I'm going to lock in. Yeah, I can't really think of a female title character in Shakespeare, so I'm just going to go with the Merry Wives of Windsor. It's a little weird, but... Yeah, the only one I could think of was Cleopatra from Antony oh. and Cleopatra, so that's what I guessed. I believe Jeff uh, is going to get points because I also said Antony and Cleopatra. I'm stupid. <laughs> yeah, you picked up on the important parts of the clue there. I can only think of two female title characters, and I thought that might help narrow it down. One of them is Juliet. Um, and oh, there you go. That's a good one. Juliet didn't seem like the, the boiling in oil type, though. Correct, yeah. But Neil and Jeff picking up points on that one. It was Cleopatra. That's what Romeo liked about her is she wasn't uh, mean enough to, like, pickle humans. <laughs> that was how I got the answer because I knew – I was like, oh, Juliet or Cleopatra. Juliet's not going to say that. I've never read Antony and Cleopatra, but – that's what led me there. So I read the cliff notes for uh, King Lear, so I'm semi-ready for trivia about <laughs> nice. King Lear. Ooh, all right. Cliff's <laughs> notes. They're, they belong to Cliff. I was just going to say Cliff, Cliff's handwritten notes on King Lear. Number eight, uh, we're talking about hip-hop and sports and games again. I don't know why it came up twice, but uh, here we go. Uh, I am sure we have all had some not nice things to say about some of the terrible and timeless rap songs that athletes have released. But a professional rapper turning to professional sports is likely to make you say something different. Though this New Orleans rapper dropped out of the University of Houston a few months into his athletic scholarship, he was offered two separate consecutive NBA contracts, the Hornets in 98 and the Raptors in 99. And he now owns his own league, Global Mixed Gender Basketball. Who is the rapper? Hmm. It's really interesting. I have no idea who it is, but this is interesting. I'm going to go with somebody who maybe doesn't have the depth perception for basketball. And I went with Slick Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Are you thinking before the eye patch, he was like totally fine? Or Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Honestly, yeah, that would be. I have no idea. I said Rick Ross. Rick Ross? I have no idea. That's probably wrong, but yeah, I'm not too sure on this one. I know I'm just trying to think of of uh, rappers who are good at basketball when they do like the celebrity basketball games. And I know Quavo is really good from Migos. Oh, Shaq's pretty good. So we said Quavo, or I said Quavo. Gotcha. Um, New Orleans rapper was a big part of the clue, um, and then likely to make you say something different. Oh We're no, Master P. Master P. <sighs> yeah, Master P was offered two NBA contracts well into his rap career positive that it wasn't slick rick though <laughs> not unless master p is or slick rick is master p in disguise so. great clues man i i completely missed that clue master p just puts on the eye patch and he's like clark kent just disappears <laughs> exactly into the it. slick rick okay speaking of that have you seen the picture of zoe deschanel with her hair up without glasses on would not have recognized her <laughs> with no bangs and no glasses. It doesn't look at all like it's off brand. Right. <laughs> uh, question number nine, we've got origin of terms um, and history. 
This common idiom most likely owes its origin to an infamous evening in which the Marquis or Marquess of Waterford, a known lush, and his friends ended a bender by knocking over flower pots, breaking windows, and literally doing what the idiom suggests to a toll gate, several home doors, and a swan statue. I have no idea. I'm just going to say home wrecker. That's a really good guess. I'm having trouble even just coming up with idioms. Idioms, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm at a loss. I'll lock in. So, Jeff, you can talk out loud. This is your territory, I feel like. Yeah, I don't know this one at all. Um I feel like uh maybe they partied like uh it was 1999. Yeah, no, I, I can't remember. It was the first time. I was gonna... <laughs> It's not even an idiom. No, I'll say uh, maybe they went down in flames. Maybe they raised the roof and broke all that stuff. Ooh, raise the roof's good. I just said no sleep till Brooklyn. <laughs> awesome. Lots of good guesses. When I asked Paul, he was on the same train where he was thinking, what could you do to those items that relate to um, benders or, or him being a lush? And he said, did they tie three sheets to them and let them blow in the wind? Or did they hang over them? Um, but the correct answer is they painted them red. Mm. Oh, That's paint the town paint red. Paint the town red came from. Okay. Yep. I would have accepted paint the town or paint the town red, but. That's apparently the origin. Interesting. Of that. I do like to make the joke that like sometimes people paint the town beige, like they go out and they don't really have a ruckus. <laughs> That's what we do. do. But to me, the idea of like going out and being so drunk and being like, "I know what we're gonna do. We're gonna paint some things." That that's, that's pretty. That's pretty, pretty drunk. That's that's also pretty lame. <laughs> pretty tame. Yeah. This yeah. is a simpler time, Jeff. <laughs> no pyrotechnics or anything. All right, last question of round two, number 10, uh, all the way back to our first episode, I believe, um, talking about cover songs. Um, this, this was in my wheelhouse, so I'm hoping it's maybe in a couple of yours. While the band SR71 is best known for their single Right Now, which reached number 102 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, so not even on the 100. <laughs> Uh, in the year 2000, they are likely still preoccupied with the fact that this numerical song they released in May of 2004 reached number 23 on the same chart when it was covered and released four months later by a Texas band on the album A Hangover You Don't Deserve. What is the name of the song? I can't think of a single numerical song I'm in. right now. I'm in. It's wrong, but I'm in. There's clues in there, but I just don't think the band is from Texas that I'm thinking of. The band I'm thinking of is from Germany. Oh, is it? Rammstein? No. Nina. Oh, Ah. 99 Luftballons. Luftballons. (laughs) And see, when I heard Right Now, I was like, maybe, did they cover Right Here, Right Now? Who who was that Right Here, Right Now? Jesus Jones. Jesus Jones, yep. So my answer, I know Jeff's still thinking, but my answer just doesn't fit because I don't think they're from Texas, and I know it's a fact that people used to talk about all the time with SR-71 they just don't seem like they're a Texas band, and, and there's a clue in Sam's question that's a lyric, which is like really leaning me to. I'm just gonna lock it in. I don't think it's right. Oh, so 99 bottles of beer on the wall. Got it. Okay, 99 bottles of beer on the wall. 99 loof balloons. Nice. And Neils. Oh my god, I can't think of the band's name. It, it's 1985. Is oh, the song for Bowling soup. for Soup? Bowling for Soup. 1985 is correct. From Denton, Bowling Texas. for Soup again. <laughs> <laughs> bowling, for bowling for Soup on this podcast. <laughs> They're not that soup. famous or popular. 
uh, to be brought up this frequently. Several is adult it, pop is charts. It, is yeah. it weird to me? We talk about Bowling for Soup more than like Madonna. <laughs> it, I, I say less, less than ten times though they've been mentioned. That's a lot. I say I'd say if you that's probably more you than combine their mentions of Prince. And Madonna and the Rolling Stones on this podcast. It's less than Bowling it's for Soup. It's still less than Bowling for Soup. Which is a travesty. Nothing against hey, Bowling for Soup. That also, song was but, very popular. And they did the theme song for Phineas and Ferb, which won an Emmy. And he's Chuck E. Cheese now. So there's uh, that. We, we know he's okay. Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, how thoughtless <laughs> there's is a lot it? Of, there's a lot of Bowling for Soup trivia. How thoughtless of me is it that um, a year and a number are two different things in my head. Name a second Bowling for Soup song. I can't because the girl all the bad guys want. Okay. Damn it. That's like <laughs> one that I actually have heard of. <laughs> all right. At the end of regulation, I'm holding steady at 75. I was just happy with 75, so I stayed there. I'm at 120. What? Wow. Yeah. I've got 65. Okay. Maybe I can at least beat Jeff today. We'll see. It doesn't seem like it'll be hard. All right, so before we hear the final round categories, uh, we just want to mention our Patreon. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, there's a lot of great perks over there uh, as far as stickers, boxes, uh, posters, but most of all, uh, hours and hours of extra content. Uh, Eric, uh, you were a Patreon. Uh, you've been for a while, uh, both of you guys, but uh, Eric, uh, how do you enjoy the crop drops? Do you like learning a little bit about us? I enjoy listening to anything that makes my commute to work a little less commutey. Um, I get a lot of road rage lately. Um, as you do when you get older. Um, but no, I definitely love, you know, kind of in the words of uh, Michael Scott, I'll, I'll show you a finished sausage. I like seeing how the sausage is made. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's that's like should be on the poster of our, our Patreon. But yeah, if you'd like to join all of our patrons and supporting the show, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash triviality podcasts. And uh, we just reached over 400 patrons, which I've, we've been trying to do for a year, basically. I was just going to mention that, Neil. I was going to say, you know, the only thing more impressive by the... Then the margin by which Neil is beating me is the uh, the generosity uh, of our listeners. So we really appreciate that. Yeah, 400 patrons is uh, more patrons than we'd ever thought we'd get listeners by about tenfold. So, uh, no, we're just really grateful for all the support. It helps out uh, immensely here at the show uh, with getting everything that we need to done. And also uh, a lot of that goes right back to our patrons in the form of extra content and uh, the various things that we ship out to patrons on a somewhat routine basis. So. Yeah, and uh, if you enjoy our show, it is recorded on equipment, uh, all paid for by patrons uh, to help us continue to grow. So if you'd like to join those 400 patrons on our road to 500, you can go to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. Category one is Vampire Hall of Fame. Category two is Target Lady. (laughs) Category three is I'm Thirsty. Category four is Nine Nine. Category five. A hunger for everything. All the wagers are now locked in, so let's uh, go to the questions. Okay, question number one, Vampire Hall of Fame. British cartoon on Nickelodeon in the 80s that starred a vegetarian vampire. He had been reincarnated several times over the centuries, but in this fouled-up attempt, ketchup was used accidentally, making him crave vegetables instead of blood. Question two. Target Lady is... uh infamously my favorite snl character um each snl target lady sketch opens with a shot of the outside of a target store specifically this store format that first appeared in apple valley minnesota in 1990 
Um, the first super target opened five years later and expanded upon this original hypermarket format concept. What is the aptly named store format for target stores that has since been phased out? All right, number three, I'm thirsty. Uh, Palinka is a traditional fruit spirit originating in what Central European country known for its hot springs and thermal spas? Similar to champagne, protected as a geographical indication of the European Union, only fruit spirits mashed, distilled, matured, and bottled in this country can be called Palinka. Number four, nine, nine. I wonder if these two Brooklyn Nine-Nine cast members tattled on each other when they attended real-life elementary school together before their characters attended high school together on the show. Looking for the names of the two actors. Number five, a hunger for everything. Symptoms of what genetic disorder in newborns includes muscle weakness, poor feeding, and poor development. But beginning in childhood, those affected become constantly hungry which often leads to obesity and type 2 diabetes, typically with mild to moderate intellectual impairment. All right, we'll take a look at these and be back with our answers. I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off, an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-Off launches April 9th. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And the answers are now unfortunately in. <laughs> I think I'm screwed, but we'll see what happens. Question one in the Vampire Hall of Fame. British cartoon on Nickelodeon in the 1980s that starred a vegetarian vampire. He had been reincarnated several times over the centuries, but in this fouled-up attempt, ketchup was used accidentally, making him crave vegetables instead of blood. I just screamed at these guys because I know my vampires, and this is not in that list, in that priority list, if you will. Very low priority on my list of vampires. So I just said Count Vegula, because I don't know. And what was your wager? 30... I wagered 10 on this one, and uh, I picked up on Eric's clue of the foul attempt, and I went with Count Ducula. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, I, I heard the foul clue, but then I remembered I wagered nothing, so I didn't bother to guess. And Neil nailed it again. Uh, the answer is Count Ducula, which is actually a, a spinoff of another show, Danger Mouse. Um, 
Excellent. Question two, talking about the Target store, the hypermarket format that opened in 1990 and has since been phased out. Um, Ken, what'd you come up with for that one and your wager? Uh, I put 10 on this one and I just said Target Arrow because I don't really know uh, about this, but you said it's aptly named. So that's what I put. I wager 10 on this one too. I believe the target that we had was this first when it opened up near us. I could be wrong, but... Uh... I, I think it's right. I went, I went with Target Great Land. Yeah, I also remember the Target Great Lands, but uh, I wagered zero, so. Gotcha. <laughs> Target Great Land is correct. The aptly name is purely my opinion. So sorry if that threw you off there, Ken. That's quite right. I, I wasn't going to get there. But uh, it doesn't hold a candle to Target Extreme. Yeah, that's the best kind of Target, <laughs> for sure. Skateboards, Mountain Dew. <laughs> Crossbows. Cross bungee jumping. <laughs> the checkout requires you to skydive. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds amazing. There's a half pipe in there. All right. So question three, I'm thirsty. Palenka is a traditional fruit spirit originating in what central European country known for its hot springs and thermal spas? For 10, um, again, I don't know. Palenka kind of sounds Polish. I don't know if Poland is known for its springs and spas, but that's what it went for. Yep, um, I think they have some. Um, uh, for zero, I guessed Poland. That sounds correct. Uh, I just said Greece for 10. All right, I sent this to Sam, and he uh, kind of figured it out just basically knowing me a little bit. Um, the correct answer is Hungary. Mm-hmm. Oh, because ah. he's also thirsty. There you go. Ah. <laughs> so angry. Yeah. And your tattoo, it makes sense now. There, yeah, there you go. Moving on to question number four. I wonder if these two Brooklyn Nine-Nine cast members tattled on each other when they attended real-life elementary school together before their characters attended high school together on the show. Uh, Jeff, you said you put points on this one. What would you come up with? Yeah, this is the only one I wagered on. I put 30 full points on it, and I'm pretty sure I can almost double my score here. I don't think it's going to do enough. Um, but this is – I'm pretty sure Chelsea Peretti and Andy Samberg um, – they were um, in high school together on the show, and I'm pretty sure they went to grade school together in real life. So that's what I put. I wagered okay. zero. Uh, the only cast members uh, that weren't said out loud on the show already that I can name are Andy Samberg and I think Joe Latruglio. Joe Latruglio. Yep. So that's what I said. Terry Crews, Andre Brower. Good cast. Mm-hmm. Andre um, is fantastic. I uh, wagered 10, and uh, yeah, I agree with Jeff. Uh, it's kind of a fun fact. Yeah, Andy Samberg and Chelsea Peretti went to school together. That is correct. Uh, Angie Sandberg and Chelsea Peretti. Somebody picking up points there. And I didn't know Chelsea Peretti was married to um, Jordan Peele until I was researching this question. So yeah, there's that. That's right. No way. That's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Time to end this game on a real high note with this next question. Yeah, this one was a little hard. I couldn't even put clues in it. I tried. I nope. I just wanted to ask this question. Anyway, <laughs> question five, a hunger for everything. <laughs> Symptoms of what genetics... Genetic disorder in newborns includes muscle weakness, poor feeding, and poor development, but beginning in childhood, those affected become constantly hungry, which often leads to obesity and type 2 diabetes. I wasn't sure on this one. I wagered 10, and I just had to go with uh, muscular dystrophy because I just have no no clue, really. Yeah, I'm way out of my depths on this, but uh, since I didn't wager anything, I didn't venture a guess either. I wagered 10 uh, once more. I couldn't think of any... Um, conditions, diseases like that I, I uh, in the fetal type disease area. So I just said fetal alcohol syndrome. All right. 
right? And it's similar. This is this disorder is similar to um, some people have heard of pica. Um, somebody that eats a lot of things, just obsessed with putting things in their mouth. But this syndrome is called Prater Willi syndrome. All right. Well, I managed to hold on to a measly fifteen points there. I uh, I raised my score all the way up to ninety five. All right, and it uh, looks like I'm going to end with uh, 130. Oh, making you today's... Nope. This is making Neil today's amazing trivia player slash genius. Oh, good yes. reference there. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Perfect. <laughs> but also today's cream of the crop. And today's cream of the crop. The cream of the crop! Nobody does it better. <laughs> good game. Really well, well uh, written, guys. Um, loved all the clues in there. That kind of helped me, especially all the pop culture clues, obviously. So I'm going to go home and just uh, do my chores. Forget, yeah. forget this happened. <laughs> Until you go to edit it, then you have to relive it all over have again. To relive it, relive the horror every time. Uh, well, uh, Matt uh, isn't here, as we said, uh, and I don't remember why we said he isn't here. But um, being poisoned. He's at a, yeah, bed, he's at a bed and breakfast that slowly um, engorges you to death. That's right. He's at the phantom thread. <laughs> Are you engorged to death? They don't engorge on. He's you at to the death. phantom bed and breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, so. <laughs> Good luck, Matt. Uh, so let's start with Eric. Thank you for joining us today. Or I guess both of you guys, you're a team. So Sam and Eric, however you'd like to uh, give your final uh, shout outs here and tell people where they can find your show, uh, what you have upcoming. Shows. Shows, yeah. Um, no, thank you guys for having us on. Um, anything that we can get our name out there a little bit more than our podcast separately. Um, but uh, you can find us at the Priority List Podcast. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Um, you can find our podcast anywhere you find podcasts. Um, upcoming, we have our, our villains episode just or came out recently. Um, we have a pickle episode that's been a lot of fun with a special guest on there that I've gotten a lot of good feedback about. Um, and Sam, you can take the rest of the way. Yeah, other stuff we got coming up. Uh, you know, '80s one-hit wonders. So, not quite to the '90s there yet, Jeff. But we'll let you know when we get there. Um, yeah, it's just a yeah, ton word of fun. Up. and in addition to just having the the facebook page we also have a group on there called the complaint department where as you listen you can live feed us your hot takes about our hot takes because we like being argued with um the facebook group is called the complaint department you can find that under the priority list podcast page um yeah and we just have have a good time with it every week great well thank you guys both for uh coming on the show today and that'll do it for today's episode for jeff matt wherever he is neil and myself that was triviality i need top five hottest u.s presidents oh my god write that down sam right now we're not done that yet right (laughs) chester <laughs> Arthur? Arthur. As long as they I don't have think he's making chops. it. He's got a good facial hair, but I don't I was, think he's making it. I was it. thinking the same thing. I was like, you got to go the mutton chop era. That's the really where you're. Van Buren, though, right? You gotta. He's got to be way up there. Didn't he have some good chops? The Van Buren boys. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs>